Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Tuesday. It's all in the morning. It's Common Sense Radio. Super pleased to have Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft on the line with me, who is also, of course, running for governor. Jay Ashcroft, welcome to the program. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Hey, man, real quickly, how's your fantastic dad? You know, the last time I saw him, I was up. He was working in D.C. I happened to be running. I was taking a run, you know, uh, in between stints up there. And I almost ran into him on the steps there of the Capitol. And he and I talked while I'm sweating my, you know, I'm sweating. He's sitting there and we had a good conversation up there. So he seems to be doing all right. He is doing very well. Just talked to him yesterday, and he had just finished. My 80-year-old dad, soon to be 81 in a week, had just finished replacing the roof on his barn. <laughs> wow. Man, that's great. That's good. Uh, you you, you got to hope you have those genes, right, buddy? All right, so. Uh, I do, and I hope he'll stay off the ladder from now on. <laughs> right on. All right, so, Jay Ashcroft, you, I, I, last time I saw, I really saw a great post of yours. It came on LinkedIn. I'm sure other outlets as well which was really about the dearth of leadership uh, in Missouri. And I'm talking about mostly at the gubernatorial level that is desperately needed as we head into this, uh, this new decade of ours. So uh, tell me why, what prompted that and, and why, why do you say that? Well, I just look at the decisions Missouri is making, the opportunities that we're fumbling uh, to lead this nation, to increase the opportunity for people to be the best that they can be. We ought to be talking about Missouri. Instead, we're talking about Texas and Florida and Tennessee and North Dakota. And it's time we had leadership. And the uh, we need leadership that will fight just as hard for this state as the people of Missouri fight for it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the references to those other states was the fact that we seem to have uh, a Republican majority in the legislature but we still haven't passed property tax relief. I'm not quite sure what your opinion about the personal property tax relief package is. How do you feel about that? Well, I, I don't like any taxes. I know we have to, 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 to pay some taxes, but I think Missouri ought to be leading and ought to have the lowest tax burden of any state when you look at property tax, when you look at real estate tax, when you look at income tax, when you look at corporate income tax. We need to make sure we're lowest in all of those because we're not supposed to be about growing the government. We're supposed to be about growing the opportunity for the people of the state to be successful and taxes get in the way of that. Yeah, and and the problem is right now to, for any relief that's going on uh, down in Jefferson City, it seems that the Republicans, some of them, are getting in the way of getting this passed well we just have so many republicans that don't want to pass something if if the democrats don't like it and uh you know i guess you don't have to be rude but at the same point republicans elected uh, our legislators we have super majorities there they wanted them elected to make a difference we we should be stopping this surgical nonsense of of, of, of little children being mutilated 
so that Planned Parenthood and other organizations can make money. It's ridiculous that we haven't stopped that. We should have stopped that a couple of years ago. We're, we're talking about uh, foreign land and our concerns with China, Russia, Venezuela, other countries like that. And uh, we should put a prohibition on them being able to buy any Missouri land. We need to stand up for Missouri. We need to stand up for the citizens of Missouri and remember that as elected officials, we are public servants. We work for the over 6 million Missourians, and we should get our orders from them, not from the lobbyists. Yeah, I totally agree. And and the problem is we've got these people otherwise known as rhinos. They're just not – they're Republicans, but they don't act like Republicans. They get in the way, for instance, go back into to, to the personal property tax issue. This is one that – is actually it's it's not even as hard as we want it to be because it has grandfather clauses in it it's got exemptions for certain uh ages of vehicles and all that kind of stuff we would rather have it be zero 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 across the board but this isn't even a hardcore repeal it's actually kind of more of a gradual one that has carve outs for uh certain types of of vehicles in terms of their age so this seems like personally per, uh, perfectly reasonable to me and it would be something that i think a gubernatorial office a, a leadership a leader in that office could push this through i think when we make references to Texas or we make references to North Dakota or to Florida, I think what defines those places is a pretty solid governor's office that leads majority legislatures. Well, that gives direction that says these are our goals. This is how we're going to get those. It's very difficult to lead from the legislature, either from the House or from the Senate. You need a strong executive, not just demanding, but working with those chambers to actually lead the state forward. And when you talk about our government, our, our state government has essentially doubled in less than 10 years. We're using the people of Missouri as, as our pocketbook, and we have got to get the, the spending under control. We've got to reduce the size and scope of government because when government increases and spreads out, it takes away opportunity uh, for people in other areas. And the only way we're going to make it smaller, the only way we're going to get it under control is to starve it, to take away its checkbook. What is your position on the equity and inclusion nonsense? I know that the Republicans, again, some of them are trying to erase these uh, elements that are now in government contracts and everything else. What's your take on it? I think it's pitiful that we had Republicans that were voting to allow the state to spend money on the diversity, equity, and inclusion nonsense. We don't need DEI. It's really simple. We just need to follow the golden rule. We need to treat others as the, as the way we want to be treated. That's the answer, not uh, judging people according to the color of their skin, deciding who's an oppressor or not based on where their parents were born. We have, again, a problem here, and that is that the thing standing in the way of completing your sentence, essentially, uh, are Republicans. Yeah, it is. We uh, we really seem to have three parties. One is the party that good government – or sorry, big government is good. And then we have the party that's – oh, big government is bad. Well, wait a minute. I'm in charge? Well, then big government's okay. And then we just have a small group of people that realize – Big government is inherently bad. It gets in the way of the people being able to make their own decision. It takes away resources, taxes, money from people that would spend it better. Uh, that's the problem. We need to increase the, that group that understands that we're there to serve the people, not to serve the government. When it comes to your office as Secretary of State, a lot of uh, impact, you have a lot of influence on how we vote here. 
There are people who are trying to get this ranked choice voting in here, change the way we vote. There's also an initiative to try to uh, hopefully roll back the the rampant mail-in voting. I understand absentee balloting. I just don't understand why we just have these boxes on street corners where you can mail in vote and do all that stuff. So what's your what's how how do you plan or how how do you want to see voting taking place in Missouri? Well, well, first off, I believe we should have election day, not election season. I believe that when people go in person to vote, we can prove they can we can ascertain that they are who they say they are with a government issued photo ID. We can make sure that there's a real person there. Um, I'm glad that we now use paper ballots to make sure that we are, are getting the votes correctly counted. But we need to do a better job of making sure that everything we do, we have more rigorous audits. Those audits need to be hand counts. Uh, so that we can have accessibility, security, and credibility. I'm glad that we outlawed drop boxes. I'm glad that we outlawed Zuckerbucks. But there's more we can do. The foundation of our government is we the people being able to vote in elections and make certain decisions for us. We need to make sure that people have trust in that. If they don't, then our whole form of government falls. Yeah, the ranked choice voting thing intersects with the initiative petition problem that we have, it seems, where we have these outside entities coming in, and they have to go through you, ultimately, uh, to try to get things on the ballot, these constitutional amendments, that kind of thing. There are certain people who are trying to get rid of the initiative petition, stop that overall, and who say this needs to actually be stopped even before it has to become law by the Secretary of State's office. What do you think about the initiative petition situation? Um, I, I'm not in, the fa- in favor of our initiative petition process the way it is set up. We're not supposed to be a democracy. We're supposed to be a constitutional republic. And the importance there is, yes, we're supposed to use voting to make some decisions. We're supposed to have majority rule, but we're supposed to have protections. We're supposed to have majority rule with minority rights. And going to uh, pure democracy like you see with the initiative petition process, you only have the rights that were approved or kept at the last election. That's a problem. I believe we have rights that come from God. Our Constitution is supposed to protect those. It doesn't grant them. And uh, those are under assault with the initiative petition process. So are you are you then at that point, because I know that ranked choice voting, I, I know that they, there's an effort all across the country to institutionalize that. And, and it's not coming from Missouri necessarily. It's coming from outside of Missouri. And they're hoping to go through you or to go through the balloting process to get ranked choice voting uh, as part of our process. Uh, how, what, what do you think about that? Oh, I think it's terrible. Um, it's being done not because it will make our elections better, not because of any altruistic uh, feelings on the part of people that are pushing it. They're doing it in red states and in states that are quasi-red or purple because they're hoping to use it to put the thumb down on the scale to change the, the results. If you look at Alaska, uh, we had an election using ranked choice voting where 60-some-odd percent of the voters voted specifically for a Republican And yet the Democrat ended up winning because of the process. It's a process that's designed to not give the people of the state what they wanted. If you are elected governor, and we'll just kind of go back to how we started, I I, I would imagine you would plan to use that office um, more muscularly than we're using it right now, correct? Yeah, I can tell you right now that 
if I were governor and the, the legislature passed a four-year ban on surgical mutilation of kids, I, w- I would veto it and call them back for an extraordinary session and say, it's not right now and it's not going to be right in four years. We need a complete ban to protect our children. Yeah. So you, you, okay. I, 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 I think that, I think that sounds good. And hopefully even as we could, we have two years left, your secretary of state, especially when it comes to these people who are trying to kind of nibble around the edges out of state. I also sounds like you're planning to resist uh, any of these future efforts to change the way we vote or change the way we live through some kind of outside balloting process. Of course. Uh, you know, I'm supposed to serve the people of the state, not outside special interests that, that want to ruin us and make us look like California or New York. Uh, I think every elected official took, uh, took an oath to uphold the Constitution of the state of Missouri. We're supposed to be fighting for Missourians and uh, allowing these interests to come in and impose stupid uh, ways to do things on us have to be fought. So you, so you, are, you can tell us that ranked choice voting isn't happening here. Oh, well, I hope that it won't. Unfortunately, it will be decided by the people. We have had initiative petitions that have been filed for both you know, ranked choice voting and for approval voting, which are essentially the same thing under different names. Um, I don't like them, but I have to follow the law. And the law says that if they file them, there are certain procedures and processes I have to go through, and I will go through those, but I will definitely work with uh, other individuals to try to make sure that the people of the state understand how bad it is for them, but I have to follow the law and treat them the way I would anything else when they file those initiative petitions, sadly. Yeah, okay, that that's important to note because uh, I think there's, a, there's an assumption or there is a belief that somehow you have the power to stop that from even getting to the ballot, and you say you don't. Um, I, I really don't. I'm not even the final arbiter of those decisions. That'll always be up to the courts. Now, there are times when, because of the initiative petition process, people have to collect signatures, and I work with local election authorities across the states to verify whether or not they got enough signatures. So I decide, well, you got the signatures required under the law, you'll go on to the ballot, or you didn't. But even in those instances, uh, the final determination is usually made by the courts by okay. a lawsuit. So, so, but do you write the language then? Will you ultimately write the language of the of this, like, like the ranked choice voting initiative, or how do you write the language for initiative petitions? I I do write the language if it's if there's something that's put on the ballot uh, by the legislature. The legislature frequently writes that language. In in 2022, most of the items that were on the ballot were actually put there by the legislature. Um, but even when I write the language. It is frequent that the individuals either for or against the ballot measure will go to court and the courts can change that language also. Gotcha. And and it happens. I know that happens frequently because it happened with the whole clean Missouri thing. And they presented it like it was just this wonderful, amazing, everything's going to be great land of Oz type of thing. And and so hopefully uh, there's some direction taken with the ranked choice voting language because that's going to be hugely important. It's going to be very important. And what's really helpful is if the people of the state make comments when we get initiative petitions so that we can make sure when the people of the state are saying, this is important, I think this is how you should write that language, we can not only use that language, not only defer to what the people of the state say, but when we get sued over it, we can defend it in court and tell the judges, 
look, we did this because the people of the state said this is what's important. This is what we ought to be doing. All right. One more question, Jay Ashcroft. I feel like Columbo here, but I want to ask you just one more question. <laughs> All right. So depending uh, – so uh, whoever the nominee is in the Republican Party uh, for president – you would actively campaign with, for, what have you. Like, if President Trump gets the nomination, yes, where are whoever you going to it is. I am going to support the Republican nominee. We cannot deal uh, with another four years or whoever is pulling the strings for Joe Biden. Uh, we cannot continue with what we're doing. We have a presidency that seems to be trying to destroy all the foundations and values that have made our country what it is. I'm inviting all uh, candidates for president to come to the state glad to help all of them we just have to elect a republican as president anybody but the democrat all right jay ashcroft where do people find you they can find me on twitter at jay ashcroft mo ashcroft from missouri is the website and please reach out let me know how i can continue to fight for the people of the state all right really appreciate your time man i know i told you it wasn't going to be shorter than this but i appreciate you being a gamer and hanging in there thank you so uh as always jay ashcroft really appreciate it talk to you soon yeah he did the irish exit there he did the jim carafano hang up Good morning this morning. 314-566-6104. It's Common Sense Radio. Your phone calls are welcome. What'd you think? Well, and, and also, what happened to Building 7? Can we ask that question? Good morning, everyone, and happy, happy Tuesday to all of you. It's Common Sense Radio. Jamie and Allman here, and uh, Sarah Palin uh, popping in on Newsmax to drop a dime on on. Fox News. It was pretty interesting. She talked about yes, this. Just the peons, just the subjects. And perhaps people would perceive me as being biased, though, when we speak of Fox, because I got canned, too. And um, I don't want to uh, I, I, I don't want to interject any of my bias in the way that they operate. But I will tell you one thing about uh, the way they operate. When I was uh, informed that I was no longer working for them, I wasn't even informed. They didn't have the guts to call me. They called my now ex-husband and i thought that was really weird and weak and um uh, well we agree with you sarah palin it was really weird and weak it sounds like a paul ryan network to me doesn't it this is kind of why oh by the way did anybody watch the lawrence jones debacle last night in the in the tucker carlson hour i i'd love to i'd love to see what that is all about and see the ratings on that one brian Kilmey was like no more i'm not don't stop making me go into the record books as the only Fox News host to ever lose to MSNBC and and CNN, et cetera. So, uh, so then they had they threw up this uh, poor Lawrence Jones in there. I don't know how it it went down or what happened, but they figured they couldn't get anybody. It's kind of like Mikey in the Life Serial. Let's let's have Mikey try it. So Lawrence Jones became Mikey. I don't know how that all worked out because I didn't I didn't watch. It. I saw a couple of clips, but uh, he's he's a he, that guy's. Didn't like Trump is I just whatever I don't even know really who he is. We'll see how it all goes. It's why I love the fact that Trump is President Trump is starting to create a relationship with CNN, which I like actually. I think this town hall meeting is going to be really super cool. Uh, I think this uh, Caitlin uh, host is is good at what she does. Uh, and I think that he this is his element. This is kind of his his place. And this is the kind of room that a 
Donald Trump can own. Uh, and 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 he likes this atmosphere and he thrives on the live audience. There will be plants. Don't worry. You can be guaranteed that CNN isn't going to let him, you know, win the day and run the place over. So they're going to try to do this. But for CNN, this is a super good move because they're going to take advantage of the fact that a lot of people are turning away from Fox. Now, you guys aren't going to then go, oh, I'm going to watch CNN now. That's just that's not the truth. But a lot of people who are kind of in the middle, independence, whatever, might. Uh, and so that's where Donald Trump is living right now. And I think CNN has it's a mutually beneficial relationship because CNN is able to kind of uh, get Trump on. And, and he's a, like a ratings king, no matter where he appears, uh, live or on video, whatever. And so CNN's taking advantage of that. And and guess what? Trump is, too. So they're using each other, which I think is a great, great thing and could be a really good thing for President Trump and to attract some independent voters, some other people and taking advantage of the fact that people just aren't going to Fox anymore. In fact, if I'm Trump, I'm not even giving them the time of day anymore. Uh, Now's now's your chance, buddy, to go ahead, because because what happens is Fox News is kind of like. Uh, is to TV and us what the Republican Party is. They think, well, I'm Republican. Of course they're going to vote for me. And Fox News is like, yeah, we're Fox News. Of course people are going to watch us. Well, that's not really the story. The ratings tanked all across the board. And I'm sure Neil Cavuto, whose show lost last week, but he was too cowardly to appear on the show because he knew what was going to be happening. So he made the other people fill in for him so he couldn't technically be blamed for uh, people finding a reason, again, not to watch him. And so that was pretty cowardly on his part. I, I don't care whether it was a vacation planned or whatever. He was gone for a reason. And that was so he didn't take the hit. Anyway, I think this, I think this Donald Trump thing is going to be good. I think, it's, I think it's on May 10th, and it's going to be a town hall. It's going to be a live audience. And uh, it's going to be one host asking the questions, and it'll be interesting. You know President Trump knows how to handle this stuff, right? Of course. It's better than a debate where you have these moderators like Cavuto and Brett Baer. Uh, this is where Donald Trump can make some headway. It's common sense right Good morning, everyone, and happy Tuesday. It's Almond in the morning. It's Common Sense Radio. Jamie Almond here and Megan Kelly over there on her podcast. She does a great job, and this was great because you have people who are kind of former uh, people who used to be at the White House Correspondents Dinner. I know we've beaten this thing to death, uh, but it's always good to have somebody who used to attend these things uh, surgically slice and dice the whole event up. And uh, this is her riffing on the arrival of Christy Teigen, who had people who were walking behind her. At, and she's the wife of John Legend. They're coming and walking behind her and holding her. I think is relevant. Christy Teigen. That's who they invited as their big star. We've gone from George Clooney to Chrissy Teigen, who showed up there like she was literally going to the coronation. <laughs> Here she is with John Legend, her husband. She has, by my count, three minions following her, that's Minions in her view, following her holding the dress or the train of her non-existent dress, I can see underwear, okay? I can see London, I see France, I see Chrissy's underpants. 
which nobody shows underpants at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Okay, Chrissy, they just don't do it. And nobody so shows up with serfs to carry their train, which there shouldn't be on your White House Correspondents' Dinner dress anyway, because it's barely a formal event. <laughs> the absurdity of this, Matt, it's just in a picture, it's everything wrong. The elitism, the, the serfs behind her, the self-importance, the aggrandizement of this fake, stupid event. <laughs> it just tells you everything you need to know. Yes, indeed it does. Thank you, uh, Megan Kelly, for telling us everything we need to know. And it's and it's so true. And, and it, the great thing about this, too, is that Megan Kelly knows that Christy Te- Chrissy Teigen is like one of the most voracious uh, Twitter haters on the planet. So I guarantee I can't wait to find out what Teigen says about Megyn Kelly on her Twitter page because because Megyn Kelly clearly was picking on someone. And I mean, I, I mean, not gratuitously, but 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 uh, picking on somebody who is absolutely it's it's like it's like uh, picking on a python. It's really great. So we'll see how this whole thing goes. But uh, I, I, I always will put my money on Megyn Kelly in any kind, any one of these kind of death matches. I can guarantee you that. All right. I'm putting my money on Ola Hawatma. AmericanOne.com is where you can find her show. And I think I'm going to call this segment with Ola, Where in the World is Ola? Because we never know where she's going to wind up. As she's fighting on behalf of these grassroots candidates and fighting on behalf of us. Ola, welcome to the show. How you doing? Thank you. I'm doing well. I'm doing well currently. I'm uh, Last night we had uh, Lee Zeldin at the National uh, Federation Women's Event in Albany, a dinner. Um, and then off to Texas, um, District 33, representing um, uh, a congressional race in District 33 in Texas, and also um, uh, someone running for mayor conservative in Fort Worth. Um, and so we definitely need more boots on the ground. And as I've said before, these candidates have little direction. Um, they they have the money, they have they have the and they have that fire, but they do not have direction from the GOP. Or, or from uh, the committees, and they have no clue how to start a grassroots campaign. And so what I do is I go out there and um, put together volunteers um, and a committee for them, and we, start, we start, start early, and we hit every city, door knocking, um, and I start with palm cards. When a candidate has no idea what a, what a palm card is, I mean, that's sad. Um, and they're on their own. So it's good to to energize and motivate these candidates and give them the tools that they need to to, to win. Yeah. Well, Ola, what, what did you call it? Because I don't know what oh, is it a palm card. What is that? So it's like, OK, so in, in modeling, it's it's, uh, it's called a, a, a palm card, but. And so a palm card, basically, um, candidates' information, um, their picture, what they stand for. And what I do is image brand um, each candidate. I mean, you have a brand. Like, for example, my kid in Texas, you know, I have him in a cowboy hat. I told him he's he's a veteran. He spends a lot of time in 
the VFW, I said, no, we need to hit the street. We need to hit where people are not do not know you. Yeah. I mean, Dallas and Fort Worth, it's, it's a big area. And um, so coordinating a scheduler for him to get him on different cafes, places he hasn't hit, yeah. getting a map out for him. Working with the board of elections, working, uh, getting, uh, working with robocall, working with a treasurer, and forming a team, um, giving them the tools they need. And I'm actually out there myself, which is very rare because I don't follow anyone's playbook as as a campaign manager. I um, I, I do what is needed to get the job done. Yeah, you know what's great, too? I mean, it's pretty amazing. So Olahuatma, AmericanOne.com is where you can find the Olahuatma show. It's amazing. So you're just, you're just in Albany with Lee Zeldin, and you're covering congressional races in those areas there, now down to Fort Worth and the mayor's race. And, you know, we've talked about this before, and I'm so glad that your actions and your activities kind of manifest uh, the point that we've been trying to make, and that is that every race – in America is a national race. So it matters who mayors are in cities where you don't live. You can we, we can see that all across the country, whether it be in Chicago or even in New York. So it matters who the mayor of Fort Worth is. I mean, it, it, it matters to us, even though we don't really quite know it yet. Absolutely. Bernie Marino is another wonderful candidate in Ohio running for Senate, for state Senate. He's, he's wonderful. I mean, he's a business owner, uh, endorsed by Trump. Um, he, his name right now, recognition, he's getting out there, and he's actually getting boots on the ground, traveling, knocking on doors, visiting business owners. Um, a lot of these candidates, they just need direction and, uh, and, and someone to light that fire get them going yeah i mean it's so true and there's so much at stake here and every every little bit counts and 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 we saw it uh ola with school boards and how wow look at the change that was made even in dade county florida where you actually got a conservatively majority conservative majority on a school board down there i mean uh, those kinds of little measures are so important, and I don't know how you keep it all straight because uh, Albany to Fort Worth, that's quite a stretch there, I'll tell you. Well, well not only that, I mean, I, I, they call me the Energizer Bunny. I'm also the liaison for Moms for America in New York, so getting mothers on board um, in New York. So visiting district to district, encouraging mothers to join school boards because right now I feel the biggest issue are our schools and our children. Um, and, and we definitely, it's people say, how can you do it all? You just do it. There's definitely never enough hours in the day, but I start my day really early. Um, and I'm motivated and energized by knowing those little changes that can be made will affect the future of America. Yeah, there's there's no question about that. I mean, we see it all the time. I think we always believe. I mean, I always go back to the uh, Patriot 20 that molded Kevin McCarthy into who he was. These were not people who were very well-known all over the place. There were 20 of them, basically, and, and there were 20 members of Congress 
who were elected in 20 different districts in 20 different uh, states and cities across the country, and they wound up having a huge impact. And so it really does matter. Uh, and, and the kind of and sometimes it matters even from the standpoint of setting an example. You know, the, uh, the Moms for America, what, what is that website? Can be, can, I guess, is, is that what it's called, Moms for America, you said? Moms for America, and you can just Google Moms for America, and you will see it. It's, it's amazing because uh, national, it's a national nonprofit, and, and what they do is they encourage other mothers, um, and they hit school boards, to get involved in school boards because schools are taking over and brainwashing our children. We're, we're losing our children. Um, it's crazy because the last night driving from Albany, back upstate from uh, Lee Zeldin's event, and Ed Cox was there. Um, and Ed is such a great uh, leader as well. Yeah. But uh, so I get pulled over by, by an officer, and he says to me, um, I take out my license. He's like, oh, well, your headlight is this alone. I said, no. He's like, okay, can I have your license? He says, oh, Ola, you're everywhere. <laughs> so he and re- my friend Terry was in the car, and she said, and I said, well, that is great. I said, that's wonderful. And he said, well, I've always thought of running for something. I was in the Army Reserve. And he, we sat there like 10 minutes talking to this officer. And, and here he is. At the, instead of getting a ticket, he's encouraged to run for office. Um, wow. That's a great story. That's amazing. He, that's, that's one thing. You encourage others to run. Yeah. I mean, we... we about so much that's going on because there's a lot to complain about but we can do something about everyone anyone has a voice and if you have a voice then you can run for something right on that's a that's a that's a great story about being pulled over and the, and the officer hits you up for some advice on becoming part of the solution uh, in his community. That's really great. Ola Hawatma, AmericanOne.com is where you can find the Ola Hawatma show. And really appreciate you being all with us. And we'll keep tracking your movements all throughout the country. And I will tell you, too, don't forget down there in Fort Worth, if you happen to be wearing cowboy boots, make sure it's the round toe kind because it's D- Dallas, it's pointy toe cowboy boots. Fort Worth, it's round toe, just so you know. Okay, it's been a pleasure, Ola. Safe travels to you, and yeah, that's that's how uh, things go. I mean, that's that's what we need. We we don't have many people like her across the country, but it's clear that we've got a mission. And if we have a hundred more of Ola's, we can maybe get that thing moving. Uh, and, and that's that's fantastic. So. Uh, way to go, Ola Hawaba. Uh, AmericanOne.com is where you can find her show. And then Moms for America is an organization that she is one of the leaders of. And you can check that out there at uh, MomsForAmerica.org. It's Common Sense Radio. Your phone calls are welcome. 314-566-6104. The judge not too far off. And, ladies and gentlemen, what did happen to Building 7? On 9-11, we'll talk about that straight ahead. Good morning this morning. It's Allman Morning. It's Common Sense Radio. Jamie Allman here with you. Tucker Carlson, there's a little bit of thing that came out from Clayton Morris's redacted podcast that really is uh, setting a little bit of a fire this morning. And it's something Tucker Carlson said about Building 7 uh, from 9-11. Keep in mind, you know, uh, I think all bets are off. 
conspiracy-wise. And I think there's a lot of things we're doing because we're finding out so much now about how really the deep state operates and how uh, nefarious the deep state is and things that have been going on and things that uh, appear to be something that they are not. And so it kind of causes us to kind of go back in time and start reviewing stuff a little bit, start going back in time and saying, you know, um, how about that JFK assassination? Hey, how about building seven there on 9-11? I mean, how about that? If if you go on TV tonight and say, I think the earth is flat, people just laugh at you. They don't care if you think the earth is flat. It's not a threat to anyone. But if you say, like, what what actually happened with Building 7? Like, that is weird, right? It doesn't, like, what right, is that? Right. If you were to say something like that on television, they'd flip out. They would flip out. So you'd, like, lose your job over that. Why? Why? It's my mm. country. Right. This is an attack on my country. Can I ask you, like, I don't really understand. Do buildings actually collapse? No, they, maybe they do. I don't know. But, like, why can't I ask questions about that? Anything you're not allowed to ask questions about is something you should be asking more questions about. <laughs> as far as I'm <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's so simple. Uh, something they tell you not to ask questions about or is something you actually ought to start asking questions about. And again, I'm Mike Tucker. I'm not saying that the government brought down Building 7, but there's been a lot of discussion about it. Uh, and that that is the building that just basically just collapsed wholesale. You know, just kind of wholesale, just kind of just collapsed in front of our eyes. And we were going, how did that happen? And, of course, conspiracy theorists, as they call them, are saying, do buildings really, like, burn from the inside and collapse? Well, I will tell you, uh, it's such an important, a legit question. Because if it wasn't legit, it wouldn't have actually been addressed by the National Institute of Standards and Technology. And this is... Uh, put forth by the United States Department of Commerce. And you can take it for what it is. It's a government agency. But they did a study about Building 7. It was enough for them to actually say, hey, what the heck happened with Building 7 there on 9-11? How did that actually occur? And and again, to ask that question, we go back in time, because you, you hear about, you see, we learned from Judge Knapp even two weeks ago that the CIA had two of the hijackers on its payroll. That's true. I mean, that's that's a matter of fact. Well, at least according to a FBI agent in a, in a sworn affidavit. I know affidavits aren't actually clear evidence, but that did happen. And so then you're thinking, well, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. And then you had the CIA with Epstein, which is another story altogether. So here's here's what the the uh, National Institute of Te- Standards and Technology actually put a video out. They did an investigation put a video out about the question of what happened to Building 7. So it's not just you and me or the or the nuts out there, uh, you know, asking, like, what happened to Building 7. That doesn't make you a nut because it's not that stupid of a question because uh, the National Institute of Standards and Technology actually sought to answer it. World Trade Center 7 collapsed because of fires. We really have a new kind of progressive collapse that we have discovered here, which is a fire-induced progressive collapse. And in fact, we have shown for the first time that fire can induce a progressive collapse. NIST used detailed data describing the building and its contents to create the most complex computer simulation of a structure collapse ever made. Falling debris from Tower 1 started fires on 10 floors in Building 7. 
A break in the city water main from the collapse of the towers disabled sprinklers in the lower half of WTC 7, allowing fires on those floors to burn for seven hours. The NIST computer model was validated with evidence from videos, photos, witness accounts, and other data. It shows that heat from fires expanded long support beams, causing connections and floors to fail. So you look at the floors failing here, and eventually this column 79 is going to buckle, it fails, and then the entire vertical progression takes place. So uh, the, the key part of that, and again, this is a government agency that has taken great pains to create the first computer model ever of an internal fire. And you can take it for what it is. This is the Department of Commerce. And if, if the government was involved, they'd have a vested interest in creating a study that shows all of this stuff. But I get it. But you have to still also just balance it. I mean, if you ask the question, then then you have to consider when people try to answer it. You have to give them the, the – the, well, I'm trying to answer your question here. Yeah, exactly. So they're saying that because the, the, the building, the fire burned for seven hours internally – uh, that it wound up actually melting the steel or heating the steel to the point where it expanded and then separated from what was keeping it together, and thus the collapse happened. The buckled column caused additional collapsed floors and falling debris that removed support from adjacent interior columns. A chain reaction then caused other interior columns to fail in quick succession. The outside shell of the building fell. Yeah, so that's the government side of the story, since Tucker asked and since you might be wondering, especially now as we do a review. We ought to start making a list of things that we have been told, uh, but that we need to have come under further review as a result of, of some of the things we see now. We need to do, uh, I think, uh, an audit of sorts of things in the past that the government said were locked down totally and completely true that may have been lies. You know. All right. Judge Napolitano was straight ahead. What more is he going to reveal? It's Common Sense Radio. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.